What is it? Some sort of energy field. Be careful, Rambo. Captain Rambo. Watch it. I had a wonder vision of love. And it was more than you given to me. <laughs> so I am your host, Brian Coleman, of this episode and this show. So I do appreciate you all joining me again. I'm trying to do this every Friday on the 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern Time. WandaVision Episode 4 entitled, We Interrupt This Program, which is appropriate. Appropriate, appropriate, appropriately titled. Uh, yeah, man, this was an interesting episode. Um, when you're listening to this episode, or when you're watching live, or whatever, use that hashtag I H A W V O L pod. Again, that is an extremely long hashtag for an extremely ridiculous show. Um, before getting into any spoiler, non-spoiler, anything, I want to speak to folks who were like, oh, this is trash, this is stupid, I don't like this. Like, bruh, this episode is the episode that should have showed you that this is what, um, shit, what, uh, shoot, excuse me, what, uh, what it's all, it was all for. So it kind of felt like to me a small shorter in game uh the way that it was um pre- uh, presented to us and it made those first three episodes actually feel worth it i know i uh, saw someone mention online how they wish that uh this episode had it came first but i'm like well this had it came first it probably would have hit the same for some, but that build up of those first three episodes and then getting this one, man, ah, standing again. So non-spoiler thoughts. I like that this episode, we get a lot of Monica. And I feel like if you've seen the trailer or the little preview teaser, that's not a spoiler. You know, we get Monica and we get uh, Jimmy Woo. I love that. Um, I like the I like the way in which we spent time in Westview. I um, I appreciated the scripting, uh, tying in uh, a lot of different. Uh, I want to say loose ends because we're still at the beginning of the episode of the show of the series. But I'll say they tied in a lot of. I feel like this episode did what everyone else on YouTube and podcasting on uh, social media fans have been doing trying to connect the dots and they did it in a way that felt like you know they knew what they were doing from the beginning uh some of the stuff i think i guessed um i'm sure a lot of us did some stuff i know i was like i what the hell is that um marvel has done a really good job at laying some easter eggs so if you've been consuming the the wandavision uh, marketing, you're you're in there with the rest of us. Like it's, I like that. I like when shows and properties do that. Where like, well, <laughs> Beyonce did this with self-titled on Instagram for like, was it nearly a year? She was just like posting videos. I'm sorry, posting videos and images. And then when self-titled dropped and it was a visual album, 
then you saw all the Easter eggs she left for us for like the whole se- the uh, the whole year. So I don't know. I'm just I'm excited for that. Um, what else? Non spoiler related. Um, I like I like the way this episode felt. This episode, I think, because we've gotten three in world sitcom episodes it it has trained us to feel a certain way or to expect certain things when watching the show so when we got the real time um real world so to speak it it felt that much more satisfying and uh just the feel i'll go with that the way it felt I enjoyed that because it when when the show ended I felt as if there was like 30 more minutes left like it left me wanting more which that's what you want to do but I felt like oh shit this is it no no we where <laughs> where's the rest of the episode I want more and it wasn't in a bad way like oh you know you didn't messed up this is boring. Like, this was a really good ending. It was really fast-paced. We got a lot of backstory. They really did what had to be done for this episode. Uh, Jimmy Woo and Monica Rambeau. Ah, amazing. I can't wait to see more of them. Daphne, I don't know if I... I don't remember really caring too much for her in the Thor films. I didn't have anything against her. But at that time, I was watching Two Broke Girls. So... To me, she's playing the same exact character, which, depending on what you look at, it could be good, could be bad, but I think she's consistent, and I like that about her. I like the snarky, smart mouth of it all. That's cool, but um, I'm not a stan, but I do like her. I like her character. What else I like? I like the world that we're, um, that we're developing. I like that phases. Uh, that came before, of course, they matter because it's all the same universe. But with what's been done with the Netflix shows, I you, I guess you can't really compare the two because this is a direct descendant of Avengers movies. But there is that concern that something could go um, and not... Specifically with Wanda and with the way they're presenting the show, some stuff might not matter. Like, this feels like a good show where you could retcon some stuff, add in some stuff, alter some things. Hell, we got Vision walking around like we didn't see (laughs) in-game in Infinity War. Um, Dang, I'm trying to think what other non-spoiler stuff I'm so excited to get to the actual going-ons of the episode. Uh, What else non-spoiler related? Um, I liked Wanda. I like Elizabeth Olsen. Again, I said she's doing a really good job at portraying Wanda Django Maximoff. I think she's doing an exceptional job, and I want to see more of her. Um, this show is a horror show. Like, this is really, truly, like, or a psychological thriller or whatever. Like, this is not your friendly neighborhood sitcom, fun times. This ain't it. This episode really showed that. It, I... I don't have the words for it, but if someone else out there does, please use uh, the comments, comment it, or hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blur. This show has, these first four episodes have been satisfying. I'll say that. In short, 
first four episodes satisfying i um I honestly have been having a good time with it now if we're going to uh spoiler thoughts so in the episode we get uh the the best opening the best cold open i can say that we've had so far which is directly um coming right into the snap now this i imagine is tony stark's snap the last one where now everybody is back um wanda no my, my bad my bad <laughs> i'm so quick to talk about wanda so monica uh rematerializes and she's in a room and you hear people talking turns out she's in a hospital room she runs out freaking out the bed next to her is empty uh all these other people are uh rematerialize you it's chaos all over the place it felt like a episode of er <laughs> so she's asking about this patient where is she what's going on where is she what's what's going on i was just here and then a doctor comes up to her and she says well you know monica i don't know what the hell's going on but ma'am she's gone that homegirl is out of here um she died three years ago and that was two years after you and she's like after i what we all know, if you've seen any Marvel movie in the last two years, we all know what's going on. This is everyone coming back after the snap. I um, I like that. I like that. It was concise. It was to the point. We saw the chaos. We know what's going on. Then we switch over to SWORD, the Sentient Weapons Observation Response division yes so we get sword and again i am a fan of marvel comics i'm just not as familiar with a lot of aspects of marvel than i am with like the mutants again i grew up on the mutants um sword i have seen a few times in the comics that i can remember same thing with aim advanced idea mechanics and the fact that I'm not as familiar makes me feel good because now I can go into this learning from other people. So if you do know a bit more about S.W.O.R.D. and about AIM and about all these other offshoots, hit me up. Twitter, Carefree Blurred, use that hashtag I-H-A-W-V-O-L-P-O-D. But I like that we get this new organization and, it's in, and we've gotten this in the comics so it's not completely made up. And we find out that Maria Rambo, who we've seen in Captain Marvel, um, help build this place from the ground up, which I'm like, the fact that they have her dead really is upsetting me and my homegirl and my ancestors because if she's done all of this, I want to see that. Like, do we have to get another prequel movie or show where we then bring in and show her and Nick Fury and everybody else building up whatever? I want to see how she built, how do we get to this point? Um, but she has a big... Uh, Employee of the Month plaque on the wall. We walk past that. We have some guy, and I didn't write his name down, forgive me. Um, older white guy who's like, man, your mom was a hell of a guy. I, she was amazing. And so <laughs> she's grounded. He grounds Maria. Uh, Monica, sure, excuse me. She, he grounds Monica. She wants to get back into action. So I, what I gather from these interactions is that she spend time in space she was you know an astronaut for all intents and purposes and he's like man no i do like that we're addressing other aspects of the universe addressing the snap where it could be easy to be like oh yeah hey you're back come on suit up let's go let's do whatever of course we're watching the show so everything is focused on her getting to westview but i do like the idea that like he told uh, Monica, your mom put these protocols in place. 
so that people who may return from the snap, you know, y'all can't just jump out in the field like you used to. We don't know what's going on with y'all physiology. We don't know what's going on with you mentally. Y'all are essentially, you know, you could be the very weapon that we are here to observe. And I really wish that could have been Maria telling Monica, hey, you're my daughter. I love you. You're back. But you can't just jump headfirst into this fight. I'm going to take a step back and relax and feel confident that the Marvel Universe has a bigger plan, but man, they've had some missteps before, and I really would like to have seen Maria in that role, in that suit, sitting there with that, what's that haircut she had, that bowl cut, that, that 90s cut. I would like to see her sitting up like, look, baby, you my daughter, but you ain't, this ain't for you right now. Um, so all that happens, she gets sent to New Jersey, I don't know the significance of New Jersey, or even if there is one with uh, Wanda in the comics. If you do know, please let me know. Um, but she goes to New Jersey. That's where Westview is. And she meets Jimmy Woo. Shout out to him. Jimmy Woo. They have this interaction with the local law enforcement, which is so weird. And this is why I say this show is very creepy. It's like a psychological thriller or so whatever you... I don't. I really don't know what place to put it in for right now. But they talk to these men, and they're standing five feet away from a gigantic Westview. Welcome to Westview, New Jersey, population 3,000, such as this sign on the side of the road is probably the size of a car. And they're like, sir, uh, where's Westview? He's like, man, that place don't exist. He's like, okay, well, Westview, New Jersey does not exist. He's like, nah, man. They say, okay, well, sir, where are you from? He says, I'm from Eastview. And they drive off. And it's, again, for this episode to be as short as it is, or all of them really, we get a lot packed into these episodes. And that's something that I enjoy about like anime, about British television. You can watch a one hour episode of like a UK show and feel like you've watched three or four episodes, like a whole arc almost. And that's how this felt to me. Um, this episode in particular, because there's so much happening, there's so many people being introduced. And so after this, we get to uh, this van. No, we don't. <laughs> we get Monica pulling out the uh, helicopter, which is a drone. She, uh, she, she, it's a remote control. She uses it. She flies it. It disappears. And this, of course, is the drone that Wanda saw in episode two, I believe. One or two, two episode two, yes, because she had the, the little red piece. So, so that's that's where we enter the real world. It's in episode two, and I like these small connections that are being made in this episode that explains a lot of things that happened in the first three. And that to me, it feels like um, like leverage. That's another show that I absolutely love. As corny, campy as it may be, I love leverage. You get a, a problem. We solve it, and then at the last two minutes, we figure out how we solved it. And I like that's what this felt like to me. So that happened. Now, with Monica and Jimmy, first of all, representation. Come on, Asian and black. I see you. Um, we get her walking up to the force field, getting sucked in, and then we go to Darcy. Now, this is another part I like. I just like this freaking show, y'all. And I hate to sound like a stand, but that's <laughs> what it is. Um, 
we get these four people in the back of a van, one of them being Darcy, and they're going to some undisclosed location. It is the uh, Westview camp, I'll say, the space around Westview that has been populated now by sword and FBI agents. And Darcy, she's comical, making snarky remarks, but through her, we get what I thought was the truth anyways, is at the end of the first two episodes, the episode, the first one, you see these white hands that are women hands with a black, long sleeve black shirt. I don't know if you didn't think that was Darcy, but that's where my head went immediately. She's very pale and she was in the cast list so there's no magical anything it wasn't like i didn't deduce this from these amazing uh feats of logic no i just saw she was in the cast list and i remember the way she looked from thor but i do like that we get this um kind of detective work i'll say you know she's uh figuring shit out she is a woman in science um she's dealing with the powers that be, the FBI, who don't want to, who want to give just enough information, but not enough to get you the full picture. And she ends up being the person who gives us the full picture by bringing in or having the FBI bring in one of those old box televisions. Now, this is another part of the show that I thoroughly enjoy. Through getting these little box televisions, the FBI starts to build them on top of each other. And we're pretty much getting the promotional material that we've gotten in the uh, TV posters, like movie posters, style posters that Marvel has been posting. Posting, posting, posting. <laughs> so I enjoyed that. Um, the, the time and energy that's going into this show, the, paying attention to the smallest of details, that's what I've I've enjoyed a lot. Um, let's So getting into the characters, Jimmy Woo, this is his first episode in the series. I like him, but he feels like um, like comic relief almost. Like, I feel like his role is important, but the way that he's presented, it feels like this is just for the laughs. Like, oh, he's silly. Or, I don't know, he is the one thing personality-wise that kind of pulled me out of the show. And not even by much. It wasn't like, um, oh, this can't be happening. This ain't real. It wasn't very extreme. It was just like, I don't know, man. He's, um, he, he seems a bit odd. I like having him there. I'm interested because I've seen some of the steals from, um, from what will be clips from future episodes. So I know there'll be more. I'm now invested in him <laughs> because he is the person who was speaking to Wanda through these radios now where I guess I thought it would could have been Steve Rogers I thought it could have been um I don't know maybe some multiverse uh layover where Tony Stark is alive I thought it was someone who um was an Avenger but knowing that it was him that made me a little bit more invested because now of course we'll, we'll have to see more of him I <clears throat> mm. I like that having this in the real world or the real world in Marvel against those first three episodes kind of give us these ties of this is what we're doing. This is how it's affected. And again, within 22 minutes or so or less, give or take, we've gotten everything that's happened over the last couple episodes. We've gotten the agent who put on the kind of hazmat suit and tried to enter Westview through the sewer. 
And I think the very, the, the vast, um, the size of Westview lends itself to the power that Wanda has. The fact that this man is sneaking in underground and still is no match for Wanda subconsciously. She's not even putting up a physical fight. Um, the fact that Monica got pulled into Westview and instantly became a character in Westview. The fact that this town that they say is a population of 3,000 plus people are now assumably under her control. And I haven't seen 3,000 people. And it makes me think like, is this more or less because in sitcoms you didn't really have a whole bunch of extras? Because the police officers that we see at the sign next to Westview, we don't see them inside the show. Like we haven't seen them in episodes one through three at all. Um, the people who we have seen have been reoccurring. We've seen Herb. We've seen Agatha uh, or Agnes. We've seen um, the, I believe he's an Indian guy who works with Vision. Like we've seen a very small, tight knit group of people. And I wonder if that, again, is because of the sitcom or maybe these people are dead. And I say that because the conversation that Vision had with Herb and Agnes last episode where he couldn't finish, he being Herb, couldn't finish his sentence. Geraldine came here because we are, we dead. Like, are they dead? Are these corpses that are reanimated? And if that's the case, though that is sick and horrifying, where is Pietro? That's who I'm waiting for. So, watching this episode, to kind of cut to the point, we see everything that happened that we didn't originally see in episode three when we cut the vision outside talking and then we come back and monica's gone we got that whole scene which is pretty much wanda's like hey who the hell are you why are you in my house you are a threat get out and she sends her packing fine what i want from this series honestly is to have if wanda to have her cake and eat it to let her have her family we find out that Vision is actually dead. Um, there's a, a, a brief couple seconds where Wanda, I feel like, may have become overwhelmed. Where she still is, what I assume, animating Vision, giving him life, letting him live. But visually, he looks like a corpse. And not in the way that like humans are dead. He looks like a robot that's just devoid of color and it happens so quick and i even saw the spoiler earlier today and when i saw it i still i wasn't expecting it, it still was like oh shit what the fuck is that so <laughs> it happened and wanda then correct course corrected everything and so he was back to normal they grab up the twins billy and tommy and they sit down and watch tv and that's the end of the episode what i would like to see is wanda and vision and tommy and billy together as a unit resurrect pietro and have them be this family because that's one thing that we haven't gotten in the mcu is a family in the way that we have the fantastic four being a family now there have been um you know relationships here and there sure uh but we haven't had a family and that's what i want i'm a stand for what uh wanda pietro lorna dane eric magnus uh billy and tommy which now everyone is saying that the real villain of this series is probably Mephisto, which it's been 
on the grapevine has been going around and with the presence of Tommy and Billy that makes a lot of sense so Tommy and Billy were first introduced in Vision and Wanda their comic back in 1986 and it was in I believe volume 2 issue 12 and in this issue Wanda wanted a family for them so she did just what she did here on the show she created two twin boys well apparently she wasn't strong enough to create them wholly like it was more like a shell of babies in order for them to live and to have souls she unknowingly pulled fragments of the soul of the demon Mephisto which is like damn Wanda what what's going on like not that it would have been better but could you not have like taken the souls of I don't know a mailman I don't don't have anything against mailman but the demon Mephisto I don't know so she does that that's unfortunate so she didn't know this and later on Mephisto comes back to reclaim what's his, fragments of his soul. In doing this, he wiped the two uh, kids from existence. After that happens, Wanda went down. She was down bad, y'all. Upset, sad, angry. Of course, your kids are gone now. Now, the grieving process was so intense for her that she then asked Agatha or Agnes uh, to erase the memory of the children from her mind so that she wouldn't have to grieve. And it's like, Wanda has been through a hell of a lot, man. And I just, the loss and every every iteration of this character, it's always something terrible. I just feel like I want her to have this win. I don't know if it's because I just want to see it, but let her have her kids. So with that being said, I um, I would like to... If you, you guys give me your predictions, like with everything I've said and everything you've gathered over the internet, do you think that Mephisto is coming back for them babies? And I feel like he is, because what was there, the clip where her and Vision are like in the early 2000s or the late 2000s, and they're at Halloween and flying and fighting and stuff? That's a lot more work than we've seen them put into in the first couple episodes. I want them to fight Mephisto, have a knockdown, drag out fight, for the souls of her children. That is a great way to end this series. Do that. Add uh, uh, Captain Marvel, well, Monica Rambeau, into this mess too. Let's get it. <laughs> so if y'all have any predictions, let me know. Um, let me see. What is... So for this episode, who was a favorite character? I would have to say... Mm, really, Monica. Honestly and truthfully, Monica. She... Miss Paris put in the work. She did what needed to be done. She acted her ass off. I enjoyed seeing her on screen. Uh, second to her would probably be Daphne. I know I said she wasn't a favorite, but with the performance she put in, again, she feels consistent to me. From every, like, I feel like if you watch Thor, every Thor film that she was in, and then you watch this episode of WandaVision, you're going to get a consistent character who's been the same throughout. I like her. Uh, tell me who are some of y'all favorite characters. I mean, and it could be Wanda, it could be Vision, it could be Dead Vision, it could be uh, Billy and Tommy. Let me know who's the favorite for you. For me, I have to go with Monica for this episode at least. Um, so good job, good job on her. As let me see, oh, <laughs> John, what's up, John? Ooh, okay. Um, so yeah, favorite scene. Now this right here, really the whole episode. If we can count from 
uh, opening credits to ending credits, then that's my favorite scene. But if I'm going to scale it down to just one, I would have to say the scene that we didn't see in episode three. When we saw, uh, though I didn't like seeing Monica get thrown out of Westview, I did enjoy getting the events that happened between that like shift there. And I also like that a lot of the materials that we've seen as far as like marketing things and video clips and whatnot from Marvel have not been true. Now let me explain that. What we've gotten is a lot of posters and we've gotten video clips. And there's one in particular that comes to mind in that would have been in the third episode in the seventies where Wanda opens the door, Geraldine says some like little jazzy line set from the seventies. And she says, who are you? And then there's a glitch and she's like, uh, I don't know. We never got that scene. So when I watched the last episode, I was like, okay, maybe it's just stuff that ended up on the cutting room floor. There's also a scene of Wanda in the seventies and you're seeing her through four or five layers of walls and you see her doing her little hex magic and then pulling the walls back together. We didn't see that. And that was another scene. Where I was like, man, maybe that was just something they cut out. No, they didn't cut out. It's here. We're getting this stuff here. They're doing. So even the promotional stuff that we're getting that are, I haven't seen a video over like maybe a minute, unless it was like a, um, like a montage of clips and that's what we're getting. So I would, I would, I would venture to say that that is intentional, that that is lending itself to the kind of kooky nature or the um, unreliable narrator that is Wanda and the way she's presenting us, presenting this show to us. So I like that. So that is my favorite scene is watching her and Monica kind of go at it because now I would like to know, and I don't know if it matters as much, but what is Monica's from the time she got pulled into Westview, where's that change? How much control does Wanda have over these people? Like, are they dead? Are they people who live here or just innocent bystanders? Do they, is she, are, is she making them move and interact? Or does she just, uh, are they in this like sleep state? I want to know. I want to know what is the extent of her Marvel Cinematic Universe powers and how, um, how will this come crumbling down? Because Vision says to her after he is a corpse and then she like reanimates him to look alive. He's like, man, we can go. We can leave. We don't have to be here. And she's like, no, this is our home, which tells me that they literally cannot leave. Like this, this pocket dimension, I'll say, that she's put into Westview is this is home. Like I'm assuming Vision maybe can't exist somewhere else or maybe she doesn't want to rebuild somewhere else because uh, Westview looked like a sleepy town, like a small town far enough away from like New York but close enough that maybe you could end up there. It doesn't feel like it's close to any major metropolitan cities where it would, uh, where if it went up in flames, which is a very extreme example, you would it would make national news. I don't, I don't, it, I don't feel like that with Westview. So maybe it's like, look, man, this is where we are. And this is where we're going to be. Um, also something I want to ask about with you guys is with vision. Let's see. Can you explain? 
Wanda put them paws on Monica. Yes, yes, Josh, she so did. Uh, let's see, Anthony, can you explain uh, the blip timeline? I got confused by that part. She disappeared five years ago from her mom. I uh, got cancer. Okay, um, so yeah, Shogun, Anthony. So with the with the blip, now what I'm assuming is we had the first snap from Thanos. And then we had the snap with the Hulk, which was, I believe, five years later. And then we had the snap with Tony Stark that brought everybody back. What I'm assuming happened is this is the last snap. That is what I'm assuming that this is the last one. So her apparently with the doctor talking to Monica, the timeline is there is Maria had cancer in one year. She had the surgery. Her and Monica were together. And I want to say that Snap probably was the first one. When we open this episode, it feels as if we are on the last Snap. So now that we're in present day, Monica died two years ago. She beat cancer three years ago. And that was after monica had been gone for two years oh i feel like i'm not this is not <laughs> clear enough so again i feel as if the snap happened maria because i said monica twice my bad maria had cancer she beat cancer then monica left and then two years later she died Oh, I feel like I'm still not explaining that well enough. Does that make sense? Did, was that clear to you? Uh, let's see. And then we have my favorite part was when the scene of Vision leaving the dome. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, oh, I'm going to butcher your name. Leandus, and I'm, I'm going to stop right there. Yes, that I, thought, I like that as well. Um, seeing Vision leave, and uh, Shogun, let me know if I, if I explained that well enough. Seeing Vision leave, it's this feels like almost um in the way that Lovecraft Country felt. If you guys have seen it, you know, let me know. If you've seen it, those first two episodes honestly truthfully felt like a full movie. Regardless if you like the rest of them, it felt like that was a, a contained movie and that after that, you know, the sky's the limit. That's kind of what this felt like too. Shit shit is shaking. I don't know what we're gonna get next episode. I don't, I don't know, but those uh, images of uh, Vision, those images of really anybody to me leaving that dome uh, that feels kind of like uh, Truman Show, Truman Show-ish, where, you know, <laughs> everybody's in on it but this one person, but it's in reverse now. Nobody's in on it but this one person. Uh, and you say, you got it. Okay, thanks, uh, Shogun. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so I, I, I really like this show. Clearly, <laughs> obviously, but I really, really enjoy this show. Now, I'm not a Doctor Strange fan either. So for those of you listening who who are, maybe you can confirm or deny this. The character Dottie, so the um, the one lady with the blonde hair, the flipped up, the mean girl, Regina George type lady. She, what I've seen online is that she is um, a character named Clea. I'm not familiar with her, but I've seen some artwork and the actress portraying Dottie held up to the artwork that I've seen does look like, you know, that character as much as you can look like a comic book character. If you think that's the case, let me know, because I'd like to maybe do a little bit more research on Clea and see who she is, especially knowing that we're moving right into the multi the multiverse of madness. Hey, it could be. 
Y'all know where my focus is. Pietro, bring him back. Um, I forget who it was last episode who mentioned uh, the Quicksilver from the Fox universe. So forgive me for forgetting your name about him possibly being the Pietro in this new universe. And I saw a few videos who um, where the the um, that's been like a running theme. I think it was maybe on a Reddit thread or something. But that would be... I have been singing the praises of Fox as it pertains to the MCU. And not singing the praises, that's the wrong wrong phrase. But I've wanted for those to be included in this multiverse so bad. Not because I'm such a fan of the of the Fox films, but I feel like it's wasted opportunity. If you don't find a way to incorporate both. We already know that there's a multiverse. This is as simple as saying everything that happened in Fox did happen in some offshoot universe that we don't even ever have to go back to again. But to get like the Quicksilver, maybe even the Jubilee from that franchise and bring them over, I feel like that's a seamless way, regardless of how they're going to introduce the mutants, to incorporate Fox without having to really acknowledge Fox. Uh, but if we were to resurrect Pietro and it's not the one from the MCU, but the one from the Fox universe, I would be okay with that. I mean, I'm confident Marvel would know what they're doing. Um, it, shit, bring them both back. <laughs> bring them back. So you got twins and you got uh, twin uncles. Shoot. Now, overall, I thought this was a phenomenal episode. And I feel like it was probably, I would rate this as the best, but the best with the caveat that you have to watch the first three. That you have to get into those first three. That you have to... Um, because, again, going back to what I mentioned at the top of the episode, the um, guy online who said that, well, they could have played this first. Yeah, you could have played this one first. And honestly, I would even say, now that they're all out, I would watch this one and then go back and watch the first three. But I just I feel like it just don't hit the same without having the first three under your belt. That's me. Uh, let me see. Uh, maybe whatever happens in the multiverse movie brings the mutants in the current timeline. That's what I'm thinking as well. That's what I'm thinking. Thanks, Shogun. I'm thinking that because we have House of M and um, Avengers disassembled feels going on with this series and with the Vision series uh, written by Tom King, I feel like that would just make the most sense. That would make the absolute most sense. Use the multiverse, bring in these mutants, and then with that, um, if you look at the Eternals, the history of the Eternals, um, kind of foreshadowing a future episode of Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, there with cosmic energy being released in the Eternals that like jump started their mutations, their superpowers. So that being said, who's to say that those three snaps that we got, one from Thanos, one from Hulk, and one from Tony Stark, that we don't get a a jump that combined with the multiverse get this like jump start of X genes all over the dang place. Like, man, I don't know y'all, y'all, I can't tell I'm into this shit. So, <laughs> so I will, uh, begin to wrap up here all in all great episode, great cinematography, great story, um, great Easter eggs. Um, the cast, everybody did what needed to be done. Even the extras with their little parts, like the guy who Daphne init initially spoke with, who, like, didn't want to give her any information. Like, you know, he had, like, a couple lines, but he did what he needed to do. Uh, homeboy who was talking shit to Monica when she tried to log in at work. And he's like, uh, she said, well, I work here. He said, well, if you work here, your badge will work. 
sir, first of all, it's technology. It don't always work. Your phone don't work everywhere. So <laughs> there's that. Um, I, I like that we're tying up a lot of loose ends or loose ends, so to speak, from uh, the first three episodes. I like that Wanda seems to be on autopilot. And it's almost as if just as much as everyone else is being controlled, she may be being controlled subconsciously. Because if you remember, um, or her subconscious may be in control, maybe that's a better way of saying it. When she threw Monica out of Westview and Vision came back in, her her demeanor changed. Just like when she talked to Monica in the last episode and she mentioned Pietro and then they got to singing that Sokovian lullaby and I, a lot of her behavior, and I'm not a therapist, psychoanalyst, all none of that, but a lot of her behavior, Elizabeth Olsen did a good job showing the range that Wanda has, if that makes sense. I, I'll, I'll leave it there. I think she did a really good job with portraying her in that episode specifically. Um, really, that's about it. Um, do you guys watching, do you have anything else, any uh, predictions? Any questions, comments, concerns, any critiques of the show? Um, being in episode four, knowing that we're going to nine, you know, we're at the midway mark. What What's next? What are y'all even doing? Like, I'm looking forward to the Halloween episode just because I want to see Agnes in that car laughing her head off. <laughs> talking about some, Am I dead? And Vision says, no, and she says, because you are. that. Let's talk about that for a second. This Vision... Whoever's in the costume or makeup and hair department, like, kudos to you. Because, one, Paul Bettany is getting covered in paint every episode, and it looks good. But that scene of him as a um, synthesoid corpse, I don't know if that'll come back. But if they did all that makeup and hair and stuff for that, like, two or three seconds, I mean, y'all did that because that, that was scary as shit. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, I like that Monica, she has a look. Um, me and John were speaking about this earlier, about, you know, the, the wig situation going on when she was in um, Westview. When she was in Westview, Wanda made sure she had some different some looks. In the real world, I'm wondering if that's supposed to be, like, her natural hair. Or really, which doesn't matter either way. Um, I don't know. I, I like Daphne. I want to see more of her. I want to see her and uh, Monica interacting. I want to see, I don't know, people entering Westview. I, I really just want to see this big fight that's finna happen next. Finna happen? Yeah, that's a fence to happen next. Um, yeah, so that's that. Well, y'all, this has been... <clears throat> I had a wonder vision of love. <laughs> yeah, so thank you all for listening. Thank you guys who are watching live. Thank you for using that hashtag. This will be a every Friday thing at 6.30. So as you can see, I need a haircut. I'm trying to hide it with this hat and this hoodie. But uh, I'm sacrificing haircuts for y'all. Y'all better watch this. <laughs> but um, no, thank you seriously for tuning in. Uh, this will be uploaded onto uh, the Carefree Black Nerd feed here on YouTube, as well as BYNK Radio's YouTube as well. Please check out the links in the show notes. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, hit me up on Twitter. Carefree Blurred is the handle. Hashtag IHAWVOLPod. Um, email me if you like, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. And 
next Friday it'll be the same thing. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, fan theories, bring them. Bring them to this live recording and then we'll we'll see what it is. So until next time, guys, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and please stay, I don't know, the hell out of Westview. That's going to be the running theme. Stay away from Westview. All right.